Blog Talk Radio. I remember when we had throwback. Hello, everybody, and welcome to RU <coughs> Instant Reaction Review. I am your host, RUScreening.com's own Mark Eastman. And with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And actually, man, my headphones are a little weird. Your headphones I, I, good? They're great. Okay. Maybe uh, I got yours good today. Enough. No, that's cool. Uh, they're just a little bit quieter. Anyway, um, this week we are continuing in our try to wrap up a bunch <laughs> of movies extravaganza that we've been, yeah, uh, we've work, been on. working on for like a month. And the films that hopefully we will cover. Yeah. Uh, and then maybe even others that we might throw out right. at some point because uh, probably some things are not going to get the full attention. That they deserve, but we're uh, unbroken. Come came out this week. Yep, at least in uh, its its widest push. I think. I think. Yeah, it actually, I think this was is the week before. Yeah. limited. Anyway, unbroken, and then we're going to kind of go back to uh, Boyhood and maybe even Foxcatcher. Sure. If we get if to we that get time. Um, and you know, for me is weird because that's just you know the way the. The chips <laughs> fell, right? Yeah. And yet I have an oddly similar reaction to all three of these movies. <laughs> <laughs> Great. I can't they, wait. They You're all, either going to be absolutely in love. Up. Right, yeah. Well, we'll see. I mean, that's that's part of the fun of just all doing right. them in a in a mad bullet. But. Yeah, it, it's just weird because they're, you know, I'm watching Boyhood. I'm watching Unbroken. I'm, I'm thinking Foxcatcher. Right. There are parts of it that are making me think of Foxcatcher. There's, you know, whatever. I don't know. Anyway, they just, uh, it's this whole pseudo real right. uh, story about someone yeah. and, and how we're going to run with kind of turning it into and it's a story. Weird, like what we were saying last week when, when I really, I mean, we do the shows the way we can, but really wanting to talk about you know, the theory of everything with the imitation game. And it feels like we're right. watching one biopic after another in, in right. form. And, and even boyhood in a way, it, it oddly. Is. It, it's to it the season. Too. Like, this yeah. is how it is. So, and that's fine. Yeah. So um, before we get to that, uh, I'm, I just want to, uh, I guess, make everyone aware. I, I've put the uh, next week's show, and before long, within the next couple of days, I'm going to put, probably three or four shows in a row up so that the shows are there. You, you know what's coming and you can check like on our Facebook page or on blog talk radio. It'll tell you upcoming shows and all that. So next week is going to be taken three and we're going to do our best of the year, our, our best movies of the year, which everyone has been talking about for so long. I love it. And uh, at this point, probably they don't care because they just know, right? They're right. Just, Right. They, they've gotten the information already. Uh, you haven't put anything maybe. on the website, though, have you? No, no. And I haven't put my lists out anywhere. But No, uh, I, I haven't done a list yet. Um, that's good. And I, I'm close to done with my best yeah. of the year list. And it's it wasn't as hard. It, it hasn't so far been as hard. The only thing that might be hard is, you know, 10, 11, 12. Yeah. And, well, uh, how many are you doing? 15? No, just ten. Oh right. Oh, but right. but the, like at that what, point, because you said this before. There, right? I what, love the list. I love it. that part of it. And you've said, what's the difference between ten and eleven? Nothing. Right. Not, just not my mood that probably day. Probably you know? not so, much. Right. right. And uh, and I, then I and mean. then it's also, 
you know, other th- that should have been six, not right. seven. What right. are you thinking? Yeah. Anyway, um, but not as hard as I thought it was going to be. And then the week after that, we're going to do some movie yeah. <laughs> to, right. to be decided and our worst of the year list. Yeah. It's a much harder list for me. So many things that yeah. I hated this year. I think I think my I think the best is going to be a little harder for me. There was a lot there was a lot that I hated, and right. I feel like once you start putting that in the colander and siphoning it out, yeah. the, the big ones just don't go down. They they just stay. No, right there. yeah, that's true. But right. then you got to order it. Like, did right. I hate this worse? <laughs> and then I have to. And know. then you're really trying to figure out right. explaining how yourself, bad, right? Yeah. And then what if you have like a, a comedy that went nowhere versus like some drama that was was right, just like insulting sizzled, yeah. or whatever? I, I had like which of those is worse? Somebody somebody remembered our show last year <laughs> and talked to me about this a couple of days ago, uh, and he said he loved when we did our worst because he was going back and forth. We were we were doing number one, number two, well right, number right, seven, six, right. five, and we got down. And he seemed to really like your reaction to my number one because I remember at that point, maybe it was the year before, I think it was last year though. He was he was talking about how I was like Star Trek, and because you had gotten to the oh, point where you were like, right, I have right, no right, clue what your right. number one is, and I was like, I hate Star Trek. Right. We and you're we like, went oh to, god. Yeah, we went. And all he loved that numbers, reaction. And I'm going, what's left? What is his? Yeah. Right, and yeah. I and I and he because he more agreed with your list than mine, but he knew. Uh, you know, this guy, this friend of mine, he was like, I, once you said it, I was like, all right, of course. Right. But at that point, he was like, he was like, I have no clue what's coming up. Right. And he didn't know your number one and he didn't know mine. So, right. That, so this, so it's, a, cool. it's a source of great hilarity. <laughs> Obviously. And then uh, the week after that, uh, we're going to have our awards, right. which uh, I would have to actually look back to last year to see if we came up with a name for him or something. Yeah, I, I have to look back because I don't remember. I think but. we said we were going to have a contest to name it, and here we are, <laughs> oh, un- yeah. unnamed. And we didn't. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's the name of it. Uh, the unnamed yeah. award. That you can name yeah, these awards. Yeah, so we have our own special awards. This will be our third year of doing these awards. That was just a goofy idea that turned into we would actually Fun. try to do it. Right. And uh, so we only do, like, the big things. Uh, best picture, picture, best actor, best actress. And is that it? Is that all we do? Uh, that might be all we do. That might be Maybe. it. Maybe Maybe director. Maybe it was director. And, I'll, I'll and, have to look at that again too, because um, but it's only the the big things. And what it is is it's our award for whatever, if it's a film or if it's an actor, for uh, someone who could not, or a movie, I guess, that could not actually get nominated possibly, yeah. for any real award. Right. So um, you know, like in the past, we've done like I don't know, like Looper. You know, right? There was no it, way Looper it, was going to win. That's just not going to get right. an award, right? Right. And uh, so stuff like that, or yeah. or uh, if somebody is like an actor, actress, and they do like a really good job, but in a movie that no one's going to no pay attention it, yeah. to, right? That's uh, never. Looper was a big hit that year because that was the first year I think we did it. <laughs> and man, it was like Joseph Gordon-Levitt right, right. is not going to win Best Actor, right. but he should get a nominee, you know, and Looper took a film, you know. And, you know, I don't know that he should have won. I, you know, he could have maybe could have been maybe put a ripple in I don't that. know. Yeah. It was, he, he was really good. He was. Um, anyway. So that'll be coming. Yeah. Now, before we still, before we get to any movies, <laughs> right? <laughs> we, excuse me, we got a uh, email, and apparently this is the thing to do now. Email us. 
No, oh. that's that would all, be that's fun. always that's been always the thing fun. to do, yeah, right? That's awesome. um, no, the uh, most anticipated movies right. of the year, which I didn't even realize that was such a thing. I mean, I knew yeah. people did it. People people throw I, those out. Yeah, I love it. Um, but somebody sent us an email and uh, asked if we were going to do that. And then all of a sudden, I noticed it was just like as soon as. I got that email. All of a sudden, everyone in the universe is putting out <laughs> their list what? of most anticipated movies. Yeah. Um, so I've got a list of mine. And if you want to add to that or, you know, whatever, if I, 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 if have, I, a, I have a fair things, amount of films. Yeah, whatever. I didn't I don't know that I could put them. I can put maybe the first two or three in in a hierarchy of like, this is what I'm really looking forward to. But right. then everything else kind of so swims I, at the same place. I have no order. All right, that's good. We'll, I'm, we'll go. I'm not going that far All into right. how much I'm anticipating it. Now, the thing is, you feel like you have to say Star Wars, right? Yeah, of course. Um, and, you know, for a few different reasons, this is not really like um. massively on my list of most anticipated things. First of all, I'm scared to death of it. Right. And I'm, you know, there's a part of me that can only think Jar Jar Binks, right? right. There's a part of me that thinks, oh, how awesome will some new Jar Jar Star Binks Wars with action yeah. be, right? Jar Jar with lens flare, better. And, uh, you know, the thing is with those, with the prequel movies, there was so much that happened in those movies that it felt like, I don't know, I can do this now. Mm-hmm. Like having Jar Jar Binks at all, right? right? Having CGI right. characters. There was so much that just like showed up and it was like, I don't know, I can do this now, so I'm going to do it. Oh, it doesn't work in a story in any right. way, whatever. Right. <laughs> I mean, and now you get like the little bits of trailer for this movie. I'm like, well, we can make a little robot that's a ball, so right. I'm going to do it. Right. <laughs> and and I'm just I'm so scared of that movie. But the other reason is is that it comes out at like the very end of the year. And a, and even though it's Star Wars and they have you know really unlimited budget and ability to do whatever the hell they want, right? right. You still just never know. Right. That it's not going to actually get pushed back like a few months or something, or right. you know it's too far away. Who knows what could what could happen? Right. So it's not really something that at this point I'm going. Oh man, I'm so excited for that. Right. Right. Like in six months or right. Eight months, I'll be Maybe. really excited for it, right? And hopefully, we will see other things where there's more <laughs> to yeah get excited about. See something else, and there's more to get excited about. But um, for right now, I mean, I'm more excited about the crazy viral videos of <laughs> Tie Fighters crashing in Germany than right. actually the right. movie. So I think I think I. I agree fully with what you said, except that it except can't. Except that you are totally. No, 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 and I'm, I'm absolutely because everybody that has listened to this show at all, and if you're a first time listener, hi. I, I don't really like J.J. Abrams' latest works. Right. You know, I'm really big on this guy being talented, but really faulted across the board. I, I'm. This is my most anticipated film of the year because I'm nervous, scared. I don't know that excited is actually in me at this point because I'm right. very negative about what he does to movies right but i'm looking forward to seeing what happens with this more than anything right right he, now he, you and know that's, he even, is, that's without only seeing uh, that 60 second trailer you know right, whatever I'm, nothing. but yeah. it's, it's based in part that when jj abrams does films correctly and he has done them um right. they're amazing he's, you know he's, he's truly capable he's of amazing scary things. though right he's a, he's a and real weird for me wild card when there are movies of his that i like 
I really like him, right? Yeah. It's just, you know, just like you're saying. But also, at, you know, the last few things he's done, I feel like, you know, I've, I say this all the time about actors or actresses or something. It's like he's he's got this mindset that it's good directing because he's doing it. Right, right. So it's like I can do whatever I want and it's good <laughs> sure. directing and that's just well, what that means. For, right? for me, so, like Star Wars go is – anywhere. I agree. Star Wars is like the wild card. Like I'm so anticipating seeing it because I know I'll see it. I, I'm a huge Star Wars guy. I've always been. My friends always have been. We talk about how we'll skip it because there'll be Ewoks and Jar Jars. But we're going to all go as fast as we can to see it. But the anticipation that I have for that movie is absolutely on a different level than the anticipation that I have for something like the new Avengers film, which, which as, as a summer film goes, and I'm not just excited for summer films, but as, as right. a summer film goes, I know what I'm getting there. I mean, I haven't seen it, but right. I obviously know everyone's in it, everyone that was in the first one, everyone that's been doing the Marvel films. The they're first, all, they're the all there. The first one was great. So the cooks and, in the kitchen right. have made one great meal after another. There's no reason right. to expect them burning everything this time. And, although, and I'm wildly excited about this. Although, um, so Avengers is obviously on my that's list too. One. And I'm really excited for it. And, you know, we both, I think, were a little surprised at how much we liked the first one. Yeah. So you've got that going for you. At the same time, I'm a little scared, too, mm-hmm. because right, I know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> one of the big reasons that I'm a little scared is because, you know, you you get these people and companies and whatever, whoever's behind it that does something really good. And, you know, it's just, well, now we can do whatever now they want. can do whatever they want. Right. And, you know. Uh, one of the one of the things that stands out for me is uh, the Winter Soldier, which right. I did not like nearly as much yeah. as the first Captain yeah. America, which I thought was really surprisingly really good, just like the fun. Avengers, yeah. right? So I'm like, ah, I'm right. Well, I think they did I'm that on purpose. Nervous. I think they tanked that film for you to get your right. expectations exactly. low, and now they're just for gonna, they're going to whirl you for around. Everybody. Yeah, they wanted everybody going anyway, into that, it. I think those are my one, two, if I had to number them, but they're for very different but equal reasons. Like, I'm very excited about both of those. Right. And once again, I'm very nervous. I refuse to have any order to this. All right. Okay. I'm not well, I don't have any order. They're just, they're, they're black. Um, okay. Anyway. So now another thing, in, and I think these might be kind of going in, I don't know how I like came, I don't know part. how I got this order. Yeah. In a way, part of it is semi-chronological or something. Right. But uh, Inside Out, the, uh, the new Pixar, Pixar movie. I'm always up for the new Pixar film. I'm really excited for that one yeah. because it's really crazy. Now, right. they've also – so they didn't have a movie last year. Right. They've got uh, The Good Dinosaur, which I'm not nearly as excited about. No. And it's not a crazy idea. Right. Um, you know, The Good Dinosaur story is not something – Crazy. No, it's, like a lot of Pixar movies are kind of yeah crazy, kind and of. Inside Out is crazy, right? And it's a movie about uh, basically like playing along with this girl's emotions. You get to see her emotions in her head, right out, or who knows what. I don't know. All her different emotions are characters, and <laughs> and it looks really crazy cool. Right. So uh, that's one that I'm really anticipating. Uh, Mad Max. Yeah, is one that I'm really anticipating and also clearly really scared of because there's only so many decades in between your <laughs> I know, sequels I know. before you probably are not. You've seen that extended strong, look, right? that yeah, extended yeah. look, and oh my god, yeah, I, I would, it looks I really, would, really I would cool. run people down off the road right now to go watch that if I could. Yeah, it looks, it looks really good. It, it, it was very exciting. It was like, but just still. 
it's nervous. Scary. You know, Tom Hardy, you know, Shirley's Throne, all these all these people that look great. The film looks great. It looks so action packed. It looks so stylistic, so like aesthetically interesting, and yet there's a there's a weird right. feeling well, there see, to it still too. You know, but I'm I'm really looking forward thing, to finding that one out. The thing about seeing the big look and trailers and whatever. Yeah. The thing that's actually working for me there. <laughs> in a in a very strange way is that uh you know I like the early movies right? right right and here's the thing about the early movies is that you can't be trying to be a good movie right and that's what I was scared they were going to do is go well now let's make it and make it like some deep <laughs> right. thought or something and we're going to have things to say and turn it into a quote good movie right, right. And you you can't try to be a good movie. You're going to ruin the whole thing, right? right. So yeah. I was way more nervous that was yeah. going to happen. And it looks like, I, as odd as it may sound, that we we win because we're not trying to make a right, good movie. Right. I I just love the idea of you know the Road Warrior setting and a lot of brides going across this wasteland. Like just as a sentence summary, like I'm hooked on that anyway. I'm I'm right. just I'm all over it. Right. Uh, okay. So Tomorrowland. Yeah, I don't know if I know enough to really be excited. Yeah, um, but, but what you do, do, there's enough. Uh, yeah, yeah. It it looks uh, pretty cool. Um, okay, and then we've got uh, so so at this point, Cameron Crowe's next movie. Yeah, the, the unnamed, which right. which has no name at this point. Right. But it's uh, Cameron Crowe and Bradley Cooper's in it, Emma Stone's in it, Bill Murray's in it. I don't know how that you, sounds great. I don't know how you're not ready to see that. <laughs> if they were advanced already. tickets, I'd have one of those. Right. You know, I'm okay with that. That, but then again, that's one that could. Cameron Crowe. I'm He's pretty I reliable. Not a, I'm not a 100% Cameron Crowe fan. Uh, I don't. Uh, I don't love all of his stuff as much as everybody else loves it. Even stuff where I'm like, yeah, that's pretty good, but everyone else loves it. You know. I mean, yeah. So he's pretty reliable. He's a yeah. guy that comes up to bat and hits the ball pretty well as, as far as metaphors go. Right. Uh, okay, and then Jurassic World. Yeah. You have to be excited for that because yep. uh, it's just because I'm as old as I am. I that's think, just really. that's just <laughs> summer fun. That's just going to be a lot of fun. Right. That's that's going to be big, and it's going to be it's going to turn into I think actually a really weird experience. Yeah. Uh, to see uh, Chris Pratt just be in right, charge be of guy, everything yeah, in the universe, yeah, right? I mean, sure. he's on Guardians. Yeah. And, like, every movie that comes out, all of a sudden, he's like the dopey guy on Parks and Rec. I know. How is he and all now of a suddenly sudden he the, rules everything. Yeah. It's yeah. It, it's a weird turn of events when all of a sudden, you know, he's just everywhere. Yeah, all he's over. in every, like, right. big, giant and yet not, production. And, and, and not, like, overly saturated. No one's sick of him yet. Right. If if they're going to get not sick quite, of him at all. Like, but, but you know what I mean? Right. Like, he's just not everywhere that way. Right. Okay, so that one and that one, yeah, I mean, you just I think that's easy. Just, yeah. Everyone has to be yeah. excited for that, I would think. Yeah. Even if it's only for the ride that's going to come later, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> right. But all right, and then let's see what else we got here. I got um, a few you haven't mentioned yet, but not many. So, here's one that I am really anticipating. Okay. It's uh Far from the Madding Crowd, which is uh it's got Carrie Mulligan in it. And oh, it's yeah. really artsy, you know, the highbrow crap that yeah. is after that Oscars, you, right, right? Yeah, right. But that, uh, but that right. looks really good to me, to me. And in that kind of role, right? I really like her. Yeah, um, she can she can really work a movie like that. And uh, you know, she had what was that movie a couple of years ago that I really loved? 
Uh, I can't remember. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, that's like that's kind of her thing, and that's either going to be really awesome, and everyone's going to talk about it, or it's going to be garbage. Right. And, that's that's a hit or miss. Uh, another big one for me is uh, Selfless, which is a Tarsum Singh movie. And that's really just on my list because it's a Tarsum Singh movie. Yeah. And I don't care what he makes. I will watch it. But it right. is a movie uh, oddly about um, a guy who has his mind put into the brain of a younger person. Right. As some futuristic whatever. And then he starts having memories of the other person's life. And, oh, yeah. And then, uh, you know, hilarity ensues, whatever. But – Really, for me, just uh, pretty much just that it's Tarsum saying, right. and there's it's got nothing else going for it that I know. Um, another one is, that I'm excited about is While We're Young, the new Noah Baumbach movie, which uh, you know I have to like because I'm right. a huge You're fan of his. But not only that, but it's Noah Baumbach with uh, Ben Stiller and Naomi Watts. So right. that's got to be, be fun. That's got to be fun. And uh, then let's see. Uh, I've still got uh, that Ex Machina yep. movie. <clears throat> Which I was bummed, uh, not to jump in real quick, but as soon as I heard they were making that, I thought it was based on the graphic novel. Which I love. Right, right. That's disappointing. And, it already lost stars because of that. And not really, Right. Find a new name. Yep. Um, but it's Oscar Isaac, right. who is uh, awesome. awesome and on top of the world. Guy's great. And Domhnall Gleeson, who also right. is great. Is, He's one of those like unsung guys. Yeah, though, you know he's you're gonna see him in a lot really of really good and stuff. Yeah, but he's just not you know I don't know he's not like the big star or right. whatever. Right. But uh, basically in the movie where Oscar Isaac has made this AI robot woman thing and and he comes he he brings Domhnall Gleeson in to be the you know right the, Turing the, test right right and see if he can tell or you know whatever I don't know. Domhnall Gleeson's in a film. I don't know if it's on your list of stuff, but it's on mine. It's The Revenant. It's uh, I know you're not. Oh, a big, that's like the you're horror, not a big Leonardo uh, DiCaprio fan, but it's Tom Hardy, Domhnall Gleeson, and and Leo from the guy who just did. And I always butcher his name. It's Alejandro Inarito. Oh, the guy right, who just right. did the Birdman. Birdman guy, yeah. And it's this real awesome vengeance story about a guy who, who goes out after a, uh, you know, after uh, he was left for dead after a bear mauling. Right. And it's very like noir, not noirish, but very like kind of period pieced, grisly. Like it sounds awesome right, to right. me. It just yeah. sounds because I love Birdman. I love all those guys. Right. The, right. The idea of after a bear mauling just sounds awesome to me, and I'm I'm on board with that too. Right. That sounds really I, cool. I I think the thing that's awesome about that movie in general as much as i actually uh you know don't really love i know you don't leo, like leo right? much yeah but that movie and birdman right? right uh both of those movies uh the thing that i really love about those movies is that um the director whose it's name shall i might not be i might mentioned or whatever up, but, right yeah is really not the next Biggest thing no. that everybody knows, right. right? He just has these awesome ideas, yeah, and gets all these awesome people to be to in just his sign movies, on, right? I mean, I think that's yeah. really cool too. That is I awesome. mean, not that Michael Keaton is uh, necessarily no, but still, that Brad that was a Pitt crazy, right now, but that was still. a crazy cast that he pulled together. Yeah. Everyone, I think, loved the idea of it, and they jumped on, and right. you know, anyway, and this one it coming and up it's going to be a really even. Fun one. 
even it just better, it makes me sort of. it makes me think of like the prestige when I hear about it. Like it right. just that's the way I see it. It may not even look like that at all. It doesn't have to look like it, but it that's what I feel. Like I'm like, oh I want to see another prestige kind of film. Right. So anyway. Um and I think that's all I've got. I've got a few other just like there are three seasons in films. You know, this is no surprise to anyone. There's the summer films, which we've commented on. Uh, you know, they begin earlier and they end earlier. Like, it's almost like it starts in, you know, March and then ends in July now. But it, there's except, summer, the, except now there's like the the second the, summer. The post-summer, right. right. It's like, but there's there's the summer films, which are all fireworks and flair. And, and I, I love those. And then there's the other season, which is very short. It's from basically November 1st to New Year's Eve, which right. is the Oscar season. And and, and then there's everything I love else. those. And then there's everything else. Right. So a lot of what I'm anticipating isn't necessarily like the Oscar stuff. It's all like summer things because that's what you see when you watch the Super Bowl. You're going to see all these ads for things in the summer. You're not going to see like an ad for some tearjerker, you know, that is going to come out in December. There's Crimson Peak which is Guillermo del Toro's next oh, film. Right, and I love right, del Toro. Right, I think right. he's so much fun to watch. Uh, you know, Mad Max. I, I'm actually kind of looking forward to the last Fast and Furious film. I'm not. I'm I'm anyway. interested in it just because it's going to be a real fun... I might be uh, sort of interested in, a, in, in a fun summer film. I'm anticipating a little bit of it because I... I there's a lot of stuff, not just because Paul Walker passed Plenty away, of but... other people are, though. I understand. That's going to make a billion dollars. The, so. the one... Uh, the one I didn't think I would be interested in is in the Heart of the Sea. It's the new oh, Ron yeah, Howard yeah, movie yeah. with Chris Hemsworth, and I wouldn't be really up for that at all if I didn't love Rush last year as much as I did, which was Ron Howard's Chris right, Hemsworth right. film about race car drivers, which is all these things that doesn't interest me at all. Right. This is you about could, you could hardly come up with a scenario that's the, the, less. If interesting. you rolled dice and right, I rolled right. zeros and and like you know had all these negative you know attributes show up on this character sheet, it would be this film. And I loved Rush so much, so I'm pretty right. up for this. Plus, it's you know guys at sea uh, being attacked right. by a leviathan. Like I'm on board with that. Anyway. What's wrong with that? You know right. uh, the new James Bond film Spectre. I'm pretty excited for because I love the last stuff yeah, that they've been doing. Whatever. All right, uh, I, that's that's another one where as much as I'm anticipating it in general because I'm a huge James Bond fan like forever. Right. But also I'm just really scared. Like uh, every every next movie that comes out I'm more scared. I feel like this I feel like in a way the way that you <laughs> didn't necessarily like the Nolan films the way well, the way I did, which is I liked them a little bit more going in. You liked them a lot and then less going in. Like the Batman ones you right. mean? Or, yeah, right. sorry, that's what I meant. Um I feel like this is going to be like what you probably should have gotten from the Nolan films. I think they're just going to ratchet this thing up and blow everything out. Yeah, you know, the, I think this is going to be thing, really crazy and the great. The thing for me with that movie is that, you know, at one point, uh, Sam Mendes said, yeah, I'm done with those. Right. And I went, nice. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Because he, you know, he made the last movie, and mm -hmm. not that we didn't talk about this plenty when we were when we had the last it. movie, right. but, you know, he goes into the the last movie and he goes, yeah, but you know what we're gonna do is uh, make a James Bond movie, but you know, screw all those gadgets and I and, love all, this. and all of the stuff that Man. has anything to do with James Bond, and we'll just make another James Bond yeah. movie. And I'm going, what the hell? Just, yeah, I just feel like make Spy every, X no. the movie. I feel like every once in a while we're pretty close to our reviews, and then something just draws the line, <laughs> and it's usually something like that. But so I'm looking forward so, to that. So then he was leaving, and I was like, hooray. And then he goes, I'll do I'll that. do another one. Whatever. Why not? I'm, I'm psyched. <laughs> Two others we didn't mention. Uh, I'm pretty interested in the next Mockingjay film. 
Oh yeah, sure. I'm looking forward to that at some point whenever we get to it. That is another one that it's like you know it's so and, and far I'm a little away. it's so far off. And then the only one you know I, I think Steven Spielberg is supposed to do a film next year, but who knows? It's like that to be named he's, later one. He's got a movie and Tom Hanks is in it. It's going to be a Tom Hanks Meg but Ryan. I don't thing. know that it's actually going to get out next year. That's the, the thing. That's okay because there's an unnamed film. Everyone thinks it's going to be The Hateful Eight from Tarantino. Right. And if it is, that's great. There's been a lot of weird things that happen with his script getting leaked and all these things. So maybe right. he's going to do it. Maybe he won't. As it sounds right now, he is. He claims he is. And I'm, it's, I, I, am, think, I think it has a release date. Um, if it does, that's good. That's a good sign. But that doesn't mean that doesn't anything mean either. either. Uh, I'm always there for a Tarantino film. Right. At this point, I've been not you – know, I've always been happy with his stuff. So I'm, yeah. I'm really looking forward to that too. But again, I don't know anything about it, so I can only get upset. I can only get uh, excited rather that he's making another one. Right. Because he's he's on a weird clock. He's given himself a timeline where he's going to be done, and it might be not to sound sensationalist, but I think it actually, if he's right in his numbers, I think this is his last one, unless he breaks this up into like yeah. two or three films. Who knows? Because you, you know, can never rely on that stuff. But he's weird, and you can't trust what he says. There's either you know he, because <laughs> right. he'll say. You know, I'm going to be done by this date, but right. he is not the kind of guy, not that there's anything no. wrong with him or right. there's anything wrong with even this as a thing that he's doing. But, you know, he could say, I'm going to be done yeah. at this time and I'm never going to make another movie and then make 10 more movies. Right. You don't know. Right. He, I would like that if, he's he can, not, if he can be interested he's in He's not them, a but. guy where when he says, I'm not going to make any more movies, I'm going to go, well, that's it. Right, uh, right. We'll never see another one. Right, yeah. I mean, I'll bet you a million dollars we'll never we'll get see one another more, one from yeah. him. Because, Only if he's know, in the ground. He'll, he'll, just, he'll just say, right, he's gonna I, this doesn't count as a film. That and, covers uh, my most anticipated stuff. And I think yeah, it's pretty too. much, it, it almost overlaid your stuff. Yeah. I mean, we had a lot of things. There were a couple of things you had, a couple of things I did. But for the most part, it's the same stuff. Yeah. It's going to be fun. It's actually going to be a really fun you know, year like, looking I forward. I can't really order them, though. I can't think of a way to order them if that means anything, especially more than, like, the top one. Like, if all movies next year came out tomorrow and you could only, you could see, only see, one, see one, what would it be? I would probably go for The Avengers. Hmm. Because Star Wars is too risky, I might walk out of that hating it. But I'm pretty I sure know. I'll I'm pretty See, sure I'll enjoy the Avengers. Scary. It's weird. I don't know. I I feel like I would go, and this would be oh, weird. No. This would be weird. But I feel like I would go with Jurassic World. I feel sort of safe about where that's going to be. And there's a lot of yeah. other movies that I'm anticipating, but I'm like, I could eat, like, just like you said, you know, with Star Wars, I'm like, who knows? I could see myself <laughs> hating that one. And I'm yeah. thinking Jurassic World is like pretty yeah. safe. Yeah. If you can only go to one that day right. or whatever. I could go to other right. movies the next day, That's right? Cool. right. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Anyway. All right. Uh, so movies. So yeah. now we don't have a lot of time to cover three movies, but uh, we just so covered like 12. We, exactly. We've got, uh, we don't even need to review those movies when they come no, out. No, right. We we'll just, just be like, go listen to this. We'll just play this again. Uh, so we've got Unbroken, Boyhood, and potentially Foxcatcher. <laughs> we're not going to get to all those in 25 no, minutes. Well, no, we're probably not. We're probably not going to get off. Although, you know, here's the weird thing. Unbroken is the movie that I feel like we should talk about the most. I do too. And it just came out, and it's timely and everything. Right. Boyhood is the movie that we have to cover because everybody – there are a lot of people calling it the best movie of the year. Right. So and it's getting nominated for everything, so it's like right there. Right. Foxcatcher is also a movie that's 
been getting yeah. attention, although Foxcatcher kind of dwindled off now. Foxcatcher came out a little too early. You know what's weird? People I think, aren't talking about it as much. And, and we'll, we'll breeze it. This is real quick. I think Foxcatcher is back in kind of this buzz conversation because the the guy who the film is based on is back like slamming the film. It is now a little bit. So now bit. there's a little bit. Right. Mark is back like in the road of these is things, which has hilarious. a really weird story. It's very strange. I feel bad for this I guy. I but hilarious. I also don't feel bad at him at all. Like, he's very angry about something so inconsequentially stupid I know. and right. threatening. Here, so here's the thing. Uh, we're not going to do Foxcatcher right now, but right. since that is kind of a timely issue, that he, he exploded on Twitter and all that. Yeah. Right? So one of the things that I did not like about Foxcatcher, right. and I will tell you one thing that I loved about Foxcatcher, even though overall I didn't really love the movie, um, is it was just awesomely filmed conversations. Yeah, uh, a lot of conversations that movie were so well done, from just the standpoint of like filming them, right? That it that it was impressive. Here's one of the things I don't like about it, right? If I'm watching a movie about wrestlers, right? Wrestlers in my mind kind of stand out, okay. right? In a weird way, this is just like you know the bias that you have about things and movies and right. whatever it is, right? Where Wrestlers are like another step up from like football players. Okay. <laughs> like that's just what I'm just know, listening at this point. I'm not agreeing. I don't know what you're just, I don't That's know what just what pops into my mind. Like right? in the social level, the intellectual like, level, like in, like, the, the, like in the dumb jock level, oh, okay. right? Oh. You know, like wrestlers are people who like scoff at the <laughs> dumb jockness of football players. Are you screening dogs? Just as like, you know, right. a stereotype thing that like pops into your head, right? Right. right. Um, you know, when you say it's a movie about wrestlers, I don't think so. They're going to spend most of their time playing chess. I mean, right. it's just that's it's just what pops into my head. Right. And so when I'm watching this movie, what I want this movie to do almost more than anything is try to convince me that I'm watching people who do not fit that stereotype. Okay. Yeah. Just well, I, because I can understand that. Right. I can <laughs> just understand that. because if it doesn't then I really don't want to watch it, right? right? If if it turns out that that stereotype is what you're trying to tell me, right. then, right. then I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to know right. that, right? right? And the movie does not do a good enough job for me at basically like disabusing me of that theory, right? right. And then he comes out and basically like, you know, slams it home right. in, in like right. this crazy Twitter rant of, like really weirdness, right? Yeah. Like, like you said, it's like the most, it's the bo- most nothing thing. It's the most inconsequential right? thing. I mean, apparently it's a big deal to him, it, but it, yeah. it's it's almost like, you know, you showed us at McDonald's in the movie one time. Right. I've never yeah. been to McDonald's yeah. in my life. I don't know. It's well, just, there's there's some implication that Bennett Miller has insinuated there was a, <laughs> a sexual relationship between John DuPont and Mark, you know, Mark Schultz, and Mark Schultz is still alive, and most other people are not, and he's taken great right, exception right. with it after for. For weeks, he's been applauding the film and talking about how realistic it is, right, how perfect right. it is. And then, you know, Bennett didn't even make this this thing. Reporters have been asking Bennett Miller, who has wisely and right, classily, right. you know, very classy, uh, has just sidestepped it and been like, that's not my intention. Uh, and if you saw it, I can't stop you from seeing it. Right. Because if that and, – and in that same regard, Mark Schultz is now really mad that maybe Bennett Miller – didn't defend him enough or and put it in there and left it ambiguous. And, right. And now right. he's come out and done the, uh, 
methinks you protest too much kind of thing. Like right. you've actually gone and, overboard. Yeah. So. And it's very timely. That, and no, and in like doing that. so has said the film is not true at all and said everything he said before right, wasn't true. Right. So he's just very mad and scared about something, but it's now suddenly a topic again. Yeah. And if that is – if that's a PR stunt, that's great. You know, that's yeah, great then, sure. too, because this is better than the interview and Sony uh, right. being hacked. So, so anyway, so anyway it, the thing that sucks about these three movies yeah. uh, is that Unbroken is the movie we should talk about right. most, and Here it's the go. movie I want to talk about least. Yeah, we can go through it very quick, I think. Um, you hated it. I loved it. <laughs> and there you go. That's, <laughs> that works for me. No. I didn't hate it, okay? Mm-hmm. But it felt to me like I thought, you know, you say this sometimes about me, like I was watching the movie like in a weird way, like you were sitting next to me, even though you weren't. Right. Because, you know, you're always you you frequently say about movies like this was just the definition of average. Right. And that's what this movie was for me. It was you take the basic idea of the script and make like the simplest you know, I, you know, I don't know. And it's so, yeah. it's so <laughs> long feeling and it feels like a, yeah. it feels like a million things happen. Right. And then you get done and you go, nothing happened. Right. I mean, it's just, right. because it's just, I, I don't know. I just, I'm like this movie, you know, the weird thing was I was watching this movie and I was thinking about Wolverine. Yeah. <laughs> How great it would have been if which, you dropped into it, which is, which is how up. that should be. No, right. and, and, no, and you know the because that's what Angelina Jolie was after. I want people to think a little right. Bit. Okay. No, because <laughs> this was like when I was about three quarters of the way through the movie. Because what I was thinking awesome. was, you know, in the Wolverine movie, you've got the Japanese guy and right. Wolverine's the POW, and you got the right. whole thing. And I'm like, how is it that this general idea was better? <laughs> In like three yeah. minutes of a Wolverine movie right. than it was in this. Right. And uh, so, I mean, I'm five because uh, that's that's it's all I can average. do. It's not bad enough. It, it doesn't really have, for me anyway, it doesn't have huge things that I was like, oh, this is terrible or, you know, whatever. Like, it's just really being obnoxiously bad or something. Yeah. It just was like... So average, and I felt a lot of the time like this is just really glorified TV movie with a bunch of money thrown at it because you're Angelina Jolie and you want to. Right. And right. Uh, I I think at a five, which is what I would give it to, because it is average. It, it's when it's really great. I thought you were about to say, which is way higher than what I'm going to give no, it. No, I mean. I, and make no bones about this, that for four and a half of those five stars, that's all Jack O'Connell or the cast. Yeah. The cast is absolutely amazing. They do great in everything they, they set out to do. Even – it took me a little bit of time to to figure out if I liked or didn't like um, the character who plays uh, Watanabe, the bird. Right. Because he's – He's directed in a way. I think the problems with the film were almost all on Jolie's hands. Yeah, Every single absolutely. problem. Yeah. The story's good, and when you see that the story has been crafted by people like Joel and Ethan Cohen, like you're just like, holy, whoa, wait a minute, how did they get involved in that too? So it, there's a lot of great writing in it, and it's just the actors are great. Even even the look of the film 
is is not bad. Although there's some stuff that happens the in look, transitions. The look of the film was actually like a pretty big plus for me. It, it I saved it in Most ways. of it looked really cool it, it certainly, and was well filmed. But ultimately, the real problem here is that this is Angelina Jolie's second film. In somebody else's more capable hands, this film would have hit the high notes it needed, the emotional notes it needed, and it would have breezed over the stuff that you have to have in the story right. to get to the next act. Um, it, you know, in a lot of ways, it kind of reminded me of, you know, there's this genre of horror films that I, I love horror films, but I don't like the torture porn stuff. I don't like the hostels or the saws. These things don't, they don't right. interest me because they're not, they're only in there to throw guts at the screen and make you uncomfortable and squirm, but not really make you care about the characters, which is where the real horror and stuff lies. But they're, they're really just sort of there to watch in a group. Right. You, you, cheer, you really want to cheer. It's 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 the off child, you know, of this notion that in the in the eighties and nineties, only for a fast twenty second digression, that everyone started cheering for the bad guys. They wanted right. Jason to kill people. They wanted right. to see Mike Myers stab someone. So let's just really hurt people and give you what you want, but not care about the characters. And I felt like in this, it was actually a lot like one of those films um, because the scenes are all about suffering and no real character, no real arc of story, no real anything. It it. In a lot of ways, the thing that's most frustrating about the film is that I think this guy, I think Lewis, is an incredibly interesting guy. He's a real guy. He just died this year. Well, just last year. I keep right. thinking it's still 2014. This is the most boring story of the most exciting guy's life I've right. ever imagined in my exactly. life. And and it has nothing to do with anybody except that uh, you know the direction is kind of faulted in a lot of ways. It's It's interesting. When I'm watching this film... And it's a long, longish feeling film. There's a fair amount of time where they're stuck at sea um, after their bomber goes down, after their rescue plane goes down, and they're just drifting. And the story actually kind of works here, like the direction, everything's working real well. And it's not, you know, it's not for a lack of irony that it's because the story doesn't have anywhere to go. Right. They're stuck in a boat for 47 and, and days, and Jolie can't push it, them anywhere. So what do you do? Now you film character. The movie comes alive for about a half hour while right. you're watching these guys reconcile their fears, their dreams, their ability to stay sane and alive. And they don't know if they're going to live or die. They're sure they're going to die, you know, and then they're sure they're going to live. It's awesome. And it's because it doesn't go anywhere. And, and, and that's, that's and a because, sad realization. Like, did you, did you feel that way? Like, I love that part I, of the film. I did. That part's really good. And, you know, I just have to say because you know that's the second unit director. I know. <laughs> I know. No. But you were not going to say I that. wasn't going to come out and say it. But you're not a big fan of Angelina Jolie. No, anyway, I'm totally So it doesn't not. matter. And right. I don't have her poster on my wall. But, you know, it, it just it, – it, so, it felt so weird. Again, you know, okay, so all that stuff works real well, except then later when he's captured as a POW, and we're supposed to quickly believe that this relationship between the bird and him – is like almost a romantic thing. Like, I love you, I hate you. And it all stems from this one scene that I'm supposed to believe just because you said it happened. Right. You know, there are all these other films where we see things where there's like a character that's like, well, you're my best friend. And I'm like, who are you? When did, right. when did that happen? Like, right. just because you said it? Like, we're supposed to have this thing where, and then, where and this then character... Five seconds later, it's like, we're broke up. Right. And were now we, I got to beat we you. Dating? And, 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 <laughs> Well, there were moments, and it's kind of it's kind of effective. Like I know maybe some people aren't really like liking, and I guess that guy's a Japanese pop star, and he's very right. very you know very androgynous kind of looking at times. 
there are moments he looks at Jack O'Connell and it looks like he wants to just lick his face. And then, <laughs> then the second he blinks, it looks like he wants to cut it off and wear it. You know, so it's this weird kind of thing. But I never believed that it existed for any reason except to make the scenes uncomfortable. Right. And, and if she doesn't know how to facilitate that through story – then I don't know how to tell her because, you know, you've been on sets, you know these films, you know this process. Right. Like, if you don't get it, then you made decisions that well, I don't agree with. But I don't know that she does just because she's either. been in movies I before, right? But it was, a, it was a weird, boring kind of film that had great moments of excitement when there's not a lot of stuff that happens, but she doesn't know how to push them along. And even my last kind of uh, really quick gripe is, like, when they're out at sea and there are these weird little, like, stop fades like that pull back from the boat i'm like did you just get iMovie for the first like all of these seem very amateur there, there's a lot of there's, there's a, a lot, lot of that. amateur stuff that goes on and then there's moments where it's just working but it doesn't seem like it's hers that's made it work there's so. a there's a lot of that too um when they're doing a lot of shots trying to show a lot of like the prison camp everything going on. yeah right yeah there's a lot of uh for me anyway there's a lot there's a lot of shots where it just felt like uh, I saw this in a movie once before and I liked it, so now I'm going to do it in my right. movie. You yeah, know, it's like it's very derivative. It feels yeah. like everything that she wanted to do there, uh, and it was weird because I knew a little bit about this guy's story and I knew a couple months ago that when it was starting to appear at festivals, like she had been interviewing him and showing up with yeah, like NBC right. News and stuff, and they would just have like this thing. And he's so incredibly fascinating about his stuff, but how you take like an ability for this guy to endure and live through everything and minimize it to this thing. Like, Oh, and, and, and you know, I, I think the thing too is that as I've said before, and we both said before, a lot of the problem with this movie is that, um, I, I think the problem I had with it, first of all, everyone is too, whatever they are. Right. Me, All over the right? top, everywhere. Everyone is uh, like too evil or yeah. too yeah. good, even or right. too you know. Everyone is just whatever they are to like the nth degree, right? And the other thing is. You know, we're trying to get into this thing where you know it's all about his endurance, right? Right. But after a certain point. You know, you've made it too much, and now I don't care anymore. Right, right. Because I know he can take it. There's no, there's no ability to feel or empathize for him because he's never. Bro I mean, I get he's unbroken, but he has to be broken, right, to be unbroken. It's, it's like he holds. You know, in the trailer, you see he like holds the plank up, right? Man, that's the worst scene. Yeah. Um. Uh -huh. Anyway, but he does. But you, right. but you get that from the trailer that there's this whole thing about him holding the holding yeah. this giant uh, railroad tie or Basically, whatever. Right. Uh, he's got to hold that up and don't drop it or shoot him or whatever. Right, yeah. And, you know, at some point, there's something going on there about the human spirit and endurance and everything sure. like that, right? Right. Once it's like three days later and he's still holding that railroad tie above his head, right? Right. Then, uh, I might so. just be like, put another one on him. <laughs> right. You know, let's get him to his knees. Right. I mean. You know, that's weird. That's We're talking not in a big spoiler way because you see a lot of the scene in the trailers, but that's. That's the climax of the film. And holy crap, if it doesn't feel like the most hollow effort. Yeah. You know, the scene, there's a scene earlier where in order to break him, uh, the the bird has everybody in the prison camp smack him in the face, like punch him. That scene as a climax had more emotional weight and more volume than this. It's almost like she she decided that, you know, what conveys emotion is loudness. So scream. Right. Because if you scream, then people will believe you. Right. You know, and I'm like, 
I just got the feeling that what made her feel attached to certain parts wouldn't make any normal person who's seen more than three films a year ever bat an eye. Like right. she's like, this is so powerful. It's, like it's make kind that work. Of like it, it, when when I was watching the movie, because seriously, I started to like you know disconnect right with with the movie. Yeah, it's almost like if you have like a sociopath right. make a movie trying to relay emotion to people when right. they don't have, they have any none. themselves, right? Yeah. And it's like, I don't know, this is like what people react right. to. So and, so do it more. And then you watch that right, right and then you watch that person try to mimic and mirror, you know, that behavior because they think that's what you have to do to convey. Right. I, I got a feeling that the actors were all way more talented than she directed them to be. And they took her direction and still were like I'm still going to do it like this because right. trust me, this is better. The, the actors were good. Uh, the They're majority great. of the time, I think there wasn't really anything wrong I with they the were actors. Great. It was just it was just what they and were doing. doing. Right, it, their mean, job is to show up and do their performance, but right. really, it's the director to get this story out of them too. I, I think Jack O'Connell has a big future. The guy, any time, I mean, he's in most of the film. I mean, almost every single thing that happens, right. he's there. It's so easy to watch him do stuff. He was so engaging, even even at times when I didn't like what he was being put through. Uh, not because of like a torturous thing, but just because like it was a mundane thing. I came so close to texting you, you know, uh, watching Unbroken. Yeah. Why can't this DVD be broken? <laughs> right. You know that kind of thing. Like it, it and, just leads to so many. Because now it's like unbearable. You know, it's like all these right, jokes about the right. title. Man, this guy had a great life. And this film just really shows no and, and, ability to. And echo you know that. the the weird thing is is that you you do still have the story at the end. Yeah. And you you kind of can piece it together yourself, sort of right away. But you know this is just like what I always say about like true stories, right? If, right. If this is exactly how it I happened, thought of you when why? you got to change it, right? I thought about it a couple times. I was like, well, he's right. This is. Because this is not that interesting. Right, because you know what I want to see is like another movie about Nazis where there's some Nazi who is just the most evil right. person who, you know, the devil looks at him and goes, e Yeah, know? I mean, right. it's just like, really, why? And yeah. and if this is step by step, now some of it's good, obviously. We're not giving some it like a great. one right. or anything. No. It's It's still a five. And it's still, you know, people will get something out of it, I think. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't really recommend it to anyone if they have other things on their plate, right? right? But but it's it's still like if all of these pieces came down exactly this way and the real guy says that's exactly how it happened. Right. You know, I'm gonna have to Right, I gotta, move, I gotta have to monkey things. with that a little right. bit, right? right? I mean anyway. The stuff, you know, it, it, the stuff earlier in the film before the I guess what I'm trying to say stutteringly is the stuff when he's a POW isn't interesting to me at all. At all. Not much, no. The stuff when he's younger is really kind of cliche. Like, okay, he's a troubled kid. He's an immigrant. He steals. He gets caught. Like, so he has a mentor that tells him, I see more in you than you. You know, there's all these things. that That's very cliche, but it still wasn't bad. The stuff that was really interesting was the bomber stuff and the stuff of him as an athlete. Right. Like when he's and when he's running the race and his family's around the radio, that was a that was a great set of scenes. You know, him learning these things and being this man that everyone around him thought he should be, those were really interesting. You know, those were really fun. But man, just right. You know, it's not enough of the movie. I think it's not. I know. It's like these little focusing things. Focusing a lot more on getting him to be the guy, right? Who can endure, right? The stuff at the end, yeah. It's a lot more interesting movie than just watching him endure it for a really long time. And I wish there was more time given to just this, like, 
Bazooka Joe gum line. You know, his brother, when he's younger, just says it. You know, if you can make it, you know, you can take it. That, if you can take it, you can make it, rather. I'm sorry, I messed that up. But he says it to him once, he repeats it, and it's like this thing that stays with him the rest of his life as a POW throughout everything he's ever done. And I'm like, the hell you'd remember your brother saying that someday. Like, right. there's no gravity to what he said. He's just, like, stopping his bike and talking to you. You've got to have moments where you endure this later, and it comes up, and you reinforce it. But not not with Angelina. And again, oh, it, let, let me make one thing. This is what I wanted to say, too, even though we're kind of running no, low on things. I don't have a big hate on for Angelina Jolie. If if you had made this film, I would have said you needed more experience to make right. the film you made. Like, it's not just picking on her for the sake of picking on her. It just happens that... I'm kind of I, just <laughs> picking on her. Well, I'm just saying that in, in this instance, you had a novice director who didn't know how to handle the very deft storytelling the weaving of these things and you know i feel like and i think it shows so. I, f- I feel like too this is where um it, part of me is thinking you know even though we were just uh, bagging on clint eastwood movies <laughs> the other week right another email yeah i'm uh I, I was sort of thinking like maybe clint eastwood could have done i was a, thinking a lot better with this and you know both of them i yeah. think because you're angelina jolie or you're clint eastwood right right you're not listening to other people as much as maybe you should be, right? right. Other people right. are going, hey, what about this suggestion? And right. you're going, I'm Angelina Jolie. And right. I'm not going, right. And, you know, clearly Clint Eastwood's doing the same. And Man. Clint Eastwood has at, at least point, earned that a little bit more. A little, maybe, bit more right? a little bit more. At this point, I would have liked the Farrelly Brothers version of this <laughs> film better than Angelina Jolie's. I felt like every time it stumbled in, man, it stumbled a lot. And then it just kept falling, you know, as the film got on. I, I, it was all her fault. Right. And and again, if I hadn't known who directed it, I would have just been like, who the hell put the chimp in charge of the right. megaphone? Because that right. person is making one mistake after right. another. So anyway. All right. So uh, all Angelina Jolie fans, uh, you know, aren't You'll tuned, love it. aren't tuned into our show. Anyway, you know, right. So it they doesn't don't. matter, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. So we only have a few minutes, but let's see if we can do something with Boyhood. Yeah. Well, we uh, can run over and, it. But, and know, we, we might go over a little bit. I really feel like we got to get to boyhood because we're not going to have a lot of other chances. Right. We have a yeah. lot of stuff to do in the upcoming weeks. And then before you know it, it's, you know, it's already past awards right. and whatever. Yeah. And then no one cares about it anyway. It's been out for a, a, a while. A it bit. did not have a giant release ever anyway. No. Yeah. But it's movie everyone's talking about. It has, you know, one several versions of picks for best movie of the year yeah. it's been nominated for golden globe for the critics Tons. choice it's going to get nominated and and as i said on the website a long time ago you make a movie for 15 years you're going to get nominated right. i don't care what right. happens i don't care how good it is uh if you have the kind of balls it takes yeah. to roll the dice with that right someone's gonna yeah. nominate you for right. stuff right and but anyway, um, I mean, everyone is like got this on their top ten list, or yeah. uh, I mean, most everyone, man, right. seriously, everybody loves this film and thinks it's great. And uh, you know, Ethan Hawke and Patricia Arquette, and, and they're great. And you know, I'll tell you, it's really ballsy. I mean, this <laughs> they're, is this they're is a horrible too. thing to say. I really like Ethan Hawke in this movie. Yeah, not as much as other people do, but still, yeah, um, he's got a following that if you love him, you love him, right? right. It is seri- seriously ballsy to make a movie when, yeah. uh, you know, people die. 
Right. Or any number of things <laughs> could happen to any number whatever, of accounts. You, you know? have a cast of like eight people that are going to stick around for 12 years. Right. That and could have a car accident. And or... you work that into the story, I guess. But I don't know, man. It's crazy. Now, um, so jumping into this movie, this is a movie, I have to say, going into this movie, this is a movie that I should have loved. I figured you, what's your number? Four. I figured this was going to be one that you, because I, I was so disappointed thing. in this movie. We may have to go over a minute, because yeah. anybody who's new to the show, you have to understand this about Mark more than anything when it comes to a movie review. One of the things he comes at, first and foremost, is does the movie try to do what it's trying to do, and did it do it very well? Like I feel like this automatically gets like a 10 from you for that. No, there's no way. No. Not unless what it was trying to do was suck. <laughs> No, I was I was so disappointed. I, I was really. Movie. I figured this would be like an eight uh, for you. I'll tell you, uh, no, I'll tell you like the quick summation. Wow, all right, this is uh, cool. A really quick summation of why I was so disappointed in this movie is, uh, first of all, it's like almost three hours long, right? Yeah. For the first hour and a half of this movie, I had seen absolutely everything that happened in this movie before. I'd seen it uh-huh. in uh, you know ten or twelve after school specials, right? In every other movie that comes on, like Lifetime Movie Network, everything was, you knew absolutely everything that was going to happen way before it (laughs) happened. And I've seen it done by better people with better stories (laughs) in better circumstances. When it got to like the last, not, not even the last half hour, like take maybe 15 or 20 minutes off of the end. And like the half hour before that, before I thought I thought was pretty good. Yeah. Okay. And and then at the end, it was just like I don't know, I'm out of film. So <laughs> I mean, that's a hard one to wrap up if you really like right. if if the premises of the it, film is it that, really kind of is well, how much long, well where more can, where can do you I, stop? Because at right. some point it's you got to stop, stop somewhere, you know. Right. And and he chose that one for for reasons that were whatever, but um, I just didn't think it did anything really new or different or uh, had a had a story to tell. The main thing I hate about this movie, right, right. And, it, and it loses at least a couple of stars <laughs> yeah. for this, is that it didn't do anything it couldn't have done without being 15 years long. Right. The, for, for me, the film is a four and a half. It's just below average. And part of that is because um, then nothing really happens. You know that what you're what you're really enamored with, and what critics are enamored with, is everything that you said before. That this is one of the most ambitious films, at least of all time, or that at least right. contemporarily and, of all time. And we see the know. kid grow up, and it's really the it's same really this kid. kid. It's it's and shot. It, it may be two or three years later, and you right. go, but wait a minute, that's really that's the same really the kid. kid. And right. it's and it's one of these things that the premises of the film is awesome. You know, I'm going to take and follow this kid's life for 12 years. And I'm only going to shoot like 39, 38 days over 12 years. And we're right, going to make right. a film about this kid's life. And and we're going to uh, yeah, we'll go for a minute. So but. we're going we're gonna to run out of the live show in about 90 seconds. So we'll just say uh, tune in next right. week for our best of the year. And uh, don't miss Taken 3 for sure. Right. Yeah. And um, thanks for tuning in and subscribe and share and all that good stuff. And uh, we we will definitely go over like yeah, a few just minutes. a few minutes. Um, 
you know, the premises of the whole thing, the process is what's attracting, you know, right. to have to have, you know, Richard, you know, basically say like he did. And, you know, there's an interesting little side feature there that's like, you know, he calls up the actors and like, what are you doing for the next 12 years? I got this project. Right. I want to do it. And and any serious actor is probably really excited by that whole process because that's a character you get to really explore for a long time. And that's that's interesting and novel. The biggest problem with the film for me is, you know, at least on this level anyway, without digging too deeply, is that it's just terribly overrated before I even watched it. Right. I knew it was everybody's, you know, pick. And I knew every time you see these films and trailers where they've got the Leafs, and it's like even, winner of the palm d'or. Even the, before you knew they picked it, though. Even before just you because knew just you the know premises, that it's like right. that, it's going to get the the picked, process right. is more important than the product. Like I right. I love the idea of this movie, and and I love the idea of how he's going to do it. I, I think that's really interesting. As long as in the end I you deliver too. a product that makes that worthwhile, right? And for me, it it really wasn't so much. You know, ultimately what. Ultimately, what one of the things that happens here is you just see life as a series of moments, you know, and and that's cool because these are basically just little vignette images into this kid's life over a decade and some handful of years. But and one of the cool things was that it was things that, you know, kids don't remember. Right. Like, you don't remember every day of when you were 10. Right. Right. You remember your birthday. Yeah. And, right. You know, whatever. Family it, vacation, it, so maybe. Stuff that happens is, you know, it kind of tries to kind of focus on stuff you would remember. You know, right. when you when you run away from the guy and right. mom says, right. get in the car yeah, and you drive away, you're going to remember that. Right. And, you know, that's kind of an interesting way to piece together yeah. a story. Right. Uh, I'll give it that. But. but again, the story and again, he didn't have to become the chosen one. He didn't have to start levitating objects and have a millennium felt like he doesn't have to have, you know, sharks or mutants or anything. But there was one point, there's one point in the story that I actually thought something was going to take off. And it's when they were in the, the house drinking with the seniors and they throw the saw blade. And then I actually had a weird moment where I'm like, Linkletter never really does this stuff, but the kid stands in front of the thing and the other, the older boy is about to hit him. And I'm like, this kid's going to fall into the saw blade and their whole lives are going to change. Like right. this is now when the movie starts. Right. And, do, and don't you wish that would have happened? I did. And and instead, totally. instead, what you get is the same scene from right. like eight hundred other movies with you know jerk older guys, right. whatever, who hazing the pull young kids. some younger right. kids along right. with them on their stupid thing, right. and it, and it just turns into nothing. It's just it, there's just this weird like yeah, this is part of growing up in America or something. Is that this happens or whatever. Again, the idea here is that the process of making this film trumps the film. Like right. if you could give an idea a grade, then this would be really, really, really high. Right. This is really ambitious. But if what you have is a series of moments, you know, that, that are just kind of disposable, like there's only one or two really defining things, but over the course of two and a half hours, you know, there's not a whole lot of stuff that sticks. Then really what you have is just a crop together, like home movie of, you know, your childhood where you didn't go on any great adventures. You and didn't did, have a dragon in your backyard. Be, you right. just went to this place. Your dad threw some rocks. You got this thing. You lost right. your butt. You know, it just it reminded me ultimately, stupidly, of this moment in Seinfeld where they're getting ready to do this show and they're explaining the show to the producers. Right. And right. the producers are like, but 
But, but what's it about? Why are we doing this? Right. What is this? You know, why are they doing this? And like, they're not doing nothing. And Costanza's really big on this. And he's like, well, why are we watching it? And he goes, because it's on TV. And right. the producer goes, not yet. Right. This is a great and, idea and, and in I a think, pitch room. I think, too, exactly along those lines of Costanza yeah. is that you've got Costanza who keeps going, no, it's about nothing. Right. And, right. and Jerry goes, it's about it's, well, it's about something. something. No, yeah. <laughs> it's about nothing. If if what you want is, you know, a film that doesn't have special effects or anything, you know, weird, if you want basically what I call this is like a life lapse. Like instead of a right. time lapse film, you see this kid, and, and there is a real endearing cinematic thing that happens there. And Linkletter is a talented guy. He's done films right. I really liked. I just think, the process overshadowed the product by so much. Right. And then in the end, didn't come close to delivering a thing. If I had to say one thing about this, from my experience, it would be that this reminds me of Kerouac's On the Road, which is a book about nothing. Right. Yet everybody loves it because it's this right time, right place thing. Didn't follow the, didn't follow the standard. You know, it's akin to, and I was, and I was telling uh, somebody this the other day, it's akin to if you write a novel and you don't use the letter A at all, then great. You're very smart. Right. But if your novel sucks, <laughs> at the then end, that, then then that trick right. was so worthless. Right. This is, again, a great trick. But if the if the payoff isn't there, and it isn't for me, and, and I don't even see how it is for others unless they're Not so enraptured by, I the, don't really by the process, then I don't get it. You know, it was and, a great idea, but it fell flat. You know, for me, there, there are like a few moments in the movie. And there were some good moments, though. Like, there are a few but for me, there weren't that many, and especially in a movie that's like two hours and 45 minutes or 50 minutes or whatever the heck it is. Yeah. There were a few moments that were pretty good, but they were really few and far between. And they were, you know, then there were horrible moments. Many. That I just hated. Yeah. I mean, I actually got to the point where I was pissing me off. Yeah, right. You know, when the uh, when the dad comes home. Yeah. And, uh, you know, hides his liquor bottle behind the, the fabric softener yeah, or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. You just go, well, I got the next half hour locked up. Yep. You know exactly what's going to happen every step of the way. Yeah. Because, you know, you've watched TV ever before. Mm-hmm. And, and it just was it was so painful that that's like what would happen. Yeah. And then you get the payoff of that is right. the really ridiculous scene. Yeah. Where he gets the bottle, he sits down, he slams it down, yeah. he holds it up and shows it to her right. and whatever. And you're like, you know, nobody acts like that. Right. And if you were making a movie about a real person who acted like that, yeah. don't make don't them do act like that, right? It's It was yeah. ridiculous. But there were a few scenes that I liked, and I, I even – had a hard time with those. One of the scenes that I really liked was when uh, he's driving in the car with his dad. It's way, way, way later. Yeah. Everybody's old now. And it's like he's about to turn 16 or something. He's like, you said you were going to give me that car. Yep. And he's like, what? I yeah. never said anything like that. He's like, no, it was in third grade. <laughs> right. We were, you know, it was yeah. uh, partly cloudy. And yeah, right. Two outside. <laughs> we went to this kid's house. Yeah. He had the triple scoop of this or whatever. And it's like, that's a real thing, you know, yeah. like um, I could see trying to sell moments like that where yeah. you go, look, you say things and it's really important to him and you don't know. Right. And then and then dad is sitting there going, oh, I didn't say anything like that. I wouldn't say that. I right. would give you that. You know, whatever. Yeah. I, I'm not going to give you the car, whatever that is. 
But it doesn't get me anything more than right. if we just got an older kid for the next part of the movie. Did it. Right? right? It's just it doesn't right. do anything that actually requires the gimmick. Right. It there's nothing about the movie that actually is like, well, I have to do it this way to tell this kind of story. Yeah. I have to do this crazy trick in order to get exactly what I right. want out of it because you don't get anything different out of it. Yeah. it nothing else happens. And it's so – you know what, what I feel like when I was watching the movie too is that if they'd had parts in the movie where we filmed for more than two days – right. Because I feel it, like the process hurt him in a way too. It's this yeah. huge gap of time that we're covering. Yeah. But in all of those different parts, it's maybe a few days. Right. 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 It, it's not like let's film for like a month. Yeah. Make sure we really nail stuff. Right. And really, you know, now it's years later. Let me look at the script again. Right. <laughs> and, right. And go, could I could I have pushed this or pulled that more? I've or, got yeah. eighteen months until we shoot that next scene. Can I what can I do figure out? Yeah. You know, I don't know. It's just I it, thought it was just so flash it, yeah. for the sake of flash. I agree. You know, and I think it was part of part of someone being in love with their process. And you know, actually you know, only a, only another couple of minutes, I guess. Linklater did one of my favorite set of films, the Before Sunrise films. Right. And I know you like those a lot, oh, too. Yeah. One of the things I thought was real interesting about the way he did those that kind of echoed here, it's weird how a guy can make it work in one way and not in another, is that he didn't really have any rehearsal stuff. He just was basically like, you know, you guys just go talk. Right. And I'm going to film it and we're going to set this up. Right. Like at times it felt like, especially that scene where he's like, anybody got a problem with me having a drink? Right. Like it felt like that was just, a, we're just going to sit down and you, and he pulled him aside and was like, you're the dad. Like right. this is your house. You do it. And then told everybody, just go with it. You right. know? And it, and it didn't feel like there was again, much direction. Right. It felt like at some point you were busy with the clock and knowing that you had two days to do this, like you said, but you're going to have another shot in another year. I mean, it, I, I guess in a way, part of the film that I enjoyed the most was almost, and I and I'm I'm hot and cold with Ethan Hawke, but I liked almost every single thing he was a part of in I this liked film. A lot and of I think the film did, worked yeah. best when he was there, right? Both as a dad who's come to terms with his own limits and his own ambitions, right. and then you know early on when he's just still kind of like I'm so young, I just I'm, I'm here for the weekend to get you, you know, it's my weekend, that kind of thing. Like the movie just picks up in a way when he's there. And I was watching the film kind of at some point, well, definitely at one point, because I remember it was about an hour and 10 minutes in when the kid finally starts. And, and the kid's not bad. When you cast a kid, no, you get kid, what you get. The kid's good. Yeah. The kid's good, and he, and he stays good enough, even though he certainly suffers from my bangs are in my face, I'm too cool kind of yeah. thing later. But all kids are going to go through some aspect of that. But, um, you know, there's there's just parts there where – the stuff that he's doing on his own isn't as interesting to me. No, but right. but he certainly takes off more when uh, like an hour and in, and they go on their camping trip together, and the girls doing some date thing. Right. It's like the first time Eller, you know, the kid starts being somebody. He starts talking. He's got scenes of dialogue. They go swimming, like that stuff. I'm right. like, man, did I just endure 60 minutes to get to the best part? It sucks if I did, but okay. Right. And then it just fades away again. And, and, and you know, but like, those scenes, that time of his life and those scenes were my favorite, except later when any time Ethan Hawke was on the film. Right. Like anything that he was doing, that, that scene where he was driving, he gave him the Beatles mix. I loved that because he was like, that was a great scene. He's talking about how like you've got to love these guys. It, and and it, it was great too because of how 
that was one of the few times. So you mentioned like uh, Before Sunrise and, yeah. and those movies. And you know when you're watching those movies and you love those movies, the thing about those movies, they, and they're they're very unique, odd movie yeah. uh, set of movies, and they're they're all close enough to the same that they we can lump them all together. Although the third one uh, for me is like a little it's bit a different, little different, right? But <laughs> but like even just before sunrise, what's so awesome about that is you don't even care what happens. Right. It's just that it seems so real. Right. It seems like they're just really talking to each other. This is things people might actually say. This is. This is this guy's fairly goofy, clumsy attempt to yeah, try and, to you know, woo, woo this girl. <laughs> right. And she's just kind of going, ah, whatever, right? right. And I got time just, to kill. It yeah. feels pretty real, right? Yeah. And you don't exactly care where they end up or what right. happens. You're just along for the ride, and it's cool. And this movie, it's like uh, all of a sudden he forgot everything about like yeah. the real world, right? Like yeah. nobody talks like any of this. Right. Um, I mean, you know, it's just except for those few times, right? those moments, yeah. And uh, and that that's one of them, I think, when he's got the because it's so awful, yeah. It's so dad, it's awkward, yeah, right. You know, whatever. Yeah. Except that it feels real, right? You know, right. and there's so much of it that just doesn't though in yeah. between, and it's horrible. And I'll tell you one thing that really like ticked me off, even though it didn't happen, yeah. <laughs> right about the movie is that when you get to like two hours and, yeah. you, and you've still got 45 minutes left right yeah and we still and we're God. we're we're in the long haul of two hours of this movie i started to feel like this was about to be a movie about this kid kills himself yeah and i was like if i watch this <laughs> freaking thing right. forever and that's the movie that it's going to end up being right because there's a point there somewhere where it Everything starts getting really weird. Weird. And it, everyone acts odd, yeah. and yeah. and suddenly it's uh, you don't want to look at him too close, right. but you're just kind of seeing what he does and stuff. And I'm like, oh god, if this goes yeah. like you know into some yeah. craziness, I'm gonna be so pissed off. Right. Although it doesn't because because no. that would actually because like you said with the saw, that would actually be something that happened, would have been something right? happening. And still, it wouldn't yeah. necessitate this whole. I don't even have a gimmick. Right? I don't even have a disappointment over it because, in the end, the process is still almost singularly great. Like, man, what a great idea! Maybe you needed some oversight. Maybe you needed someone right. to be there to say, "Okay, that is a great idea," but let's just whip these things into a little bit right. better shape. But, but I still dig the idea. I yeah, actually do I, I, like I, that idea. I like the idea but too. But man, I just didn't didn't like the product that I, I, I like the I like the idea too, but it's got to be because you need to do it for some reason. Right. Not just because you can. Not just because right. I'm just now going to film now all my movies right. that way. Right. <laughs> I actually and it was funny you mentioned it and it it made me think that when I was watching it cuz I know about, you know, I knew enough about the film to know. I actually kind of believed and I don't know, but the scene where Ethan Hawke's talking to his kids about like sex and stuff. I actually kind of got the sense that he was really the guy that was breaking it to them. Right. Like right. in real life. Yep. Like even Linkletter's daughter plays uh, the kid's sister. And you see kind of her reaction is if she's acting, she's amazing. Yeah. But I think he's really springing it on him. And I think Richard is behind the scenery just going, roll, keep rolling. This right. is great. And all of a sudden, Ethan, you know, all of a sudden, Ethan Hawke goes, well, come on. Yeah, like, tell me come, things. Tell, tell me Let's stuff, go. right? And I think that's actually kind of like their thing. Like, sit down and how would you act to these kids? He's like, well, I'm going right. to ask him about this, or I'll figure it out. Like, I'll talk to him like my kid. Like, he right. knows because he's a parent. So, right. those moments are great. But man, they're few and far between. And 
and, and what I mean by it's not really a disappointment, because I didn't really have a lot of expectation. I was aware that this was high on it. I mean, this is like a universal hundred. Yeah, this is like right. what you say. This is like across the board, one of these films that everyone can't say a negative thing about. Because if you do, you don't understand film. You're, you're, you're not, in some weird "The Emperor's Got No Clothes" right, area right. of like film critics, really. It's like a, it's like a precious kind of thing. Where beca- you can't, because you know what it is. It's there are certain movies that come out. You're a film critic, right? In in a way slightly different than me, right? <laughs> right. Because you, yeah. you because you have a job, yeah, and you've got someone who goes. That's that's the thing, and everybody says it's the thing. So you really right. ought to think it's the thing because right. we're selling this thing, right? right. I yeah. mean, it's, anyway, yeah. so not a very happy week for films, but still lots to talk about with them. No, yeah, but I liked the uh, looking forward to, and uh, we still yeah. need to do Foxcatcher. We may throw that in. It's funny we've next been flipping this thing for like three yeah. weeks. The little thing here, little right. thing there. Over the course of the next couple months, we'll have this thing reviewed and. Right. Ultimately, know. I mean, I think I was pretty clear anyway that yeah. I, I did not love it. I, I didn't. Yeah. I liked it more than I thought I was. And going last to week, probably. you know, anyone listening this far is probably a dedicated listener. They listened last week and the week before, where I I had mentioned that. It was one of these types of films that even if you have everything that works right, the actors are all great in the film. You know, the direction's really good. The look right, is really right. good. I knew the story, so I wasn't surprised. Like, it doesn't mean that it's going to be great. Right. It's it's one of those rare and it just doesn't work out. And it, and it still so, doesn't come together. So that's all right. But uh, we'll give numbers anyway, on it at some point. Right. Thanks for uh, sticking with us. Yeah. And uh, be sure definitely to tune in next week for the best of the year. Yeah. Uh, assuming that I actually love, comes together. I love how each week is not the Hobbit week. We've been, I've actually been asked about that a couple no. times too, but we're gonna we're gonna try to not watch uh, it. I guess we maybe we'll uh, we'll have to check. Maybe it out. we'll see a couple movies next week too. Yeah. And, and yeah. Right. In. Cool. Anyway, uh, thanks for tuning in, and please, please, please share, subscribe, rate us on iTunes, review us, whatever, and uh, we will see you next week. <laughs> Same bye. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with their spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway. Everybody needs to understand that I'm more than simply a hype man for this rap group. Just like Geico is more than just a company that can save you money. Geico also has fast and friendly claim service so they can help you when you need it most. And while I do love being a hype man, I also love reading for children's audiobooks. Like Little Bo Peep, she lost the sheep and she don't know where to find them. Yo, Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more.